Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Still thinking about your Halloween costume? You gonna go old school? You gonna try something different and new? Are you just struggling to figure out what you want to wear? Well, uh, there is, of course, something that will help you with the Google. Google always there to help you. They got something. And it's it's a neat little way of uh, doing it, actually. It's called Costume Wizard. And it's got four different options that let you dial in the type of costume you want to wear. First, you choose your desired spookiness level on a scale from 0 to 100. Then you choose between classic or modern for your costume. There's also a button that lets you base everything on the top trending costumes. And at the bottom, there's another scale from 0 to 100 that lets you choose your desired uniqueness. So if you mess with the settings, supposedly you get all kinds of ideas. So okay, might stir something up. Get right, you the, just the sexy thing. Yeah, sexy plumber. I want to go uh, lazy, mm. and uh, given that it's going to rain, waterproof. Yeah, lazy is a uh, shocking that that's your way of going. That no, not at all. <laughs> and cheap as well. Lazy you add that cheap. to lazy, cheap, <laughs> and uh, can sustain rain. <laughs> yeah, it's not so something good. with a garbage bag over the head. It's not looking good for Sunday. Now, I don't know. I haven't checked the hourly forecast. we got a ways to go yet. I mean, this weekend was supposed to be a bit of a wash, too, and it it's turned true. out to be lovely. So. Gorgeous, yeah. So who knows? You might. I remember a Halloween years ago now when my boys were young, and it was so warm. It was like 18 or 19 in the evening. So Daddy Craig was walking around with pints in his pocket. <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy, and I remember a couple of like washed out ones. It was basically oh, a yeah. torrential downpour. Yeah, as well. you just stand at your front door with your big bowl of candy and go, "Well, I, I guess I'm eating all of this." Uh-huh. Uh, you can check it out this uh, this uh, costume wizard at frightgeistwithgoogle.com and uh, come up with something cool because I guess Saturday night that'll be that'll be the sexy night. Yeah. That's when all the sin comes out. Right. That's when we all bring out our inner whore. (laughs) (laughs) That's where that's where every profession Mm. is is turned into some sort of sexy, haughty, dirty, slutty, nasty. Like from nun and priest, uh huh. You know, cop, nurse, all of you. You know, all of these people. We were. Applauding as you know, first responders and mm-hmm. healthcare heroes become healthcare hoes oh, for yeah. Halloween. We love it. I'm going with a sexy cobbler look. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the word cobbler. Yeah, just like that. I can see you more as a keebler. Yes, like, I'm turning into more of a eating keebler. cookies <laughs> in a tree my somewhere. <laughs> By my front lawn tree and eat cookies. What are you? I'm a keeper out. It's, it's you in a tree yeah. stuffing cookies yeah. into you. It's perfect. Uh, if you're looking to uh, deck out your front lawn with some uh, Halloween decorations, you know, we all go with the pumpkin and that sort right, of thing. You yeah. see, some people get really elaborate. Well, this is the, the hot yard decoration for Halloween this year. It's two inflatable skeletons having sex. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting laid in my house. The skeletons aren't either. One's sitting on the ground with his knees bent. The other is straddling him. After three minutes, it deflates. <laughs> and, and it blows back up again. The, the male skeleton curls up in the fetal position and cries. It, it overheats. you got to give it an hour, and, and it'll blow back up again. That's right. And in that hour, the male skeleton spends the time apologizing. <laughs> oh, Leaf fans. 
Uh, five games in, and we're already throwing in the jersey, literally. Right. Yeah. Uh, with the loss to uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, not good, 7-1. And, you know, as I, as I uh, heard about that after, I thought, boy, the, uh, the Kiefer um, screaming and yelling with the F-bombs might not be what this team needs right now in the dressing room. And uh, hockey fans are already pulling out some stats. I just read that uh, after five games, Zach Hyman has more goals than Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and John Tavares and William Nylander combined. Yeah. Now he, of course, he with the Oilers. And this is the the facts and the figures Leaf fans love to throw around. And this this story is not new. How many times have we seen a Leaf player get traded, go on to another team, and just light it up? Uh, five goals in five games uh, Zach Hyman had. Yeah. And, and and listen, he's you need role players yeah. uh, who can who can fill that role. And Zach Hyman, a lot of people thought when he was leaving. Uh, or near the end of last season would be to be a, a key piece mm-hmm. playing on that top line uh, with Matthews and Marner, and, and you know without the money, I mean the Leafs' money situation right now is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. When you can't, even you can't bring up a goaltender from your AHL club because you can't afford the <laughs> cap space. That's a dollar to that kid from college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, throwing a dime to a college kid to sign him to back up goal goaltend for the weekend it, that that's a real issue yeah. and and it's something like to the point where you know they're talking about getting the NHL to crack down on that being allowed now, that being said you know the Tampa Bay Lightning also placed Nikita Kucherov on long term injured reserve again this season he did so last season took the whole year off and then came out in the playoffs and was fantastic it's a way that they get around cap space and then load up in the playoffs so th- this situation isn't just unique to the the Leafs, it's going to be an embarrassment mm. for the NHL if it continues. But to lose 7-1 in Pittsburgh to a lineup that didn't include Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin mm. and five other starters who weren't in the lineup mm. is flat-out embarrassing. Well, there is another side story, and maybe it's the pandemic and it's just the way you know people are trying to slowly get back into the swing of things. Seats at the uh, Scotiabank Arena that you thought would have long snatched up because we haven't been able to be in the arena for so long are not selling. People are still staying home. The idea of doling out all that cash for a team who can't beat Pittsburgh, for a team who right now stands just above the Senators and the Canadians in their division, who's already like six spots out of first place. And I know it's early, of course, but this is just... So uh, typical for the Toronto Maple Leafs and such a shame when you see the talent. And this is the problem. They're so stacked with talent that maybe that is also an issue. I remember years ago reading about at some point when the Rangers were the same way. They had nothing but talent top to bottom and couldn't make the playoffs. Mm. Sometimes when there's too much skill, everybody's leaning on the other guy to think he'll take care of things. Perfect example might be Zach Hyman. Maybe had he stayed, he wouldn't have these goals because he'd still be waiting for Tavares and Matthews and the other elite to take care of things. Well, again, he he plays a role. Teams need role players yeah. to, to to fill in those gaps between the talent. The, the problem for the Leafs is they spent a massive amount of money on a top four mm-hmm. that need the support around them as well. Yeah. And you know, I I I it's hard to say what really went wrong mm. in that game cuz so much went wrong so quickly for them, but that was that was a disaster. And now you you know, you try to bounce back against the Carolina team that's playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Anderson who may have an axe to grind. Yeah, he might want to prove something. No, for sure. 
And it is said that um, by American Thanksgiving, if you're kind of sitting where the Leafs are sitting right now, there are a lot of times you start looking towards, well, are we going to be buyers and sellers? Like you can almost start to predict how it's going to play out. Well, and that's, you know, that's still way early into the season. pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, but it, 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 it's one thing to have a slow start mm-hmm. when you when you know your team is going to bounce back and be there in the end. Mm. Problem for the Leafs is there's no faith that they're bouncing back anywhere. So what a Christmas gift. We can get back to the peelers by January. <laughs> My seat is cold. Got to get in there. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll be doing that, and we'll be doing more come February, and a little more come March. And so, for all of you who have declared this is uh, the government putting their thumb down on us, it would seem that we're starting to make our way out of this. Although I know there are many who still believe that we're never getting out of uh, passports and masks and wearing masks. But I think you're going to be on the wrong side of history on that one. I was actually watching a bit of John Stewart's new show, and he did this little thing that I thought was unique, where he compared. COVID to Hitler versus vaccines and masks to Hitler. Okay. And the bit is about how many people have died from COVID versus wearing a mask and getting the vaccine, all the different things he would associate with Hitler. And it turns out that COVID is much more Hitler-esque than masks and vaccines are. Right. Uh, you're you're always going to get those who, who just defy it. And, and whether or not, you know, putting... I, I get that that Doug Ford wants to put a, a, an end to this. Of course, everyone does. But, you know, trying to encourage people to get past the finish line by putting a finish line in a visible spot um, seems somewhat appropriate. At the same time, it opens up the door for that goalpost never-ending or always-moving kind of argument that's been happening. It's also interesting that he sets the goalpost just before I don't know, a provincial election mm-hmm. comes next June, too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm on the fence with this thing in that I, I too, want to see it over with, want to see everybody get back to the land of the living. But the chaos that has gone on with the anti-vaxxers, you know, stomping and screaming outside of restaurants and outside of hospitals where people are working, for them to now in some way just skate on this by end of March... You know, everybody that played along for public health, for public safety, trying to be a team player on this, who got vaccinated, got the passport, is doing everything they can to help out. I think we should be a little disappointed. Not that I want to see us all continuing down this road, but let's have everything open up as it is as of today. Restaurants, gyms, casinos, all of that. Strip clubs and other assorted things come January. Let's have everybody open up, but let's hold on to this passport thing for a while. Why? Uh, because I, 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 I think it's it's almost irresponsible to to tell everybody they got to get the passport, they got to do this, and then just say by March, ah, you don't need it anymore. It kind of makes me feel like some the anti-vaxxers would say, I'm just going to ride this out then for a few more months and I'll get my way. Right. Uh, and listen, I, I think. There are there have always been two types. There's been the anti-vax and the vaccine hesitant, and they're two very different people. Um, in in the sense that some just you are not going to convince the anti-vaxxers to get this mm. right, and so uh, whether there was an ending or no ending uh, to it, they weren't getting this. Uh, the whole point was to try and push the vaccine hesitant 
to get it, to get past that curve or that number that we could have some sort of herd immunity and mm. be safe and out of this. I, I think it's premature to be to be giving these numbers or, or these deadlines uh, for all of this in the sense that this is still a global pandemic. There are countries who have received zero vaccines mm-hmm. uh, so far. And, and I just you know heard that you know in South Africa, they're trying to uh, to make a vaccine that works for the African continent because Pfizer doesn't work there in the sense that you can't keep things at minus 70 right. near the equator. Um, so they've had difficulty. So, you know, just saying, hey, you know, as of the end of March, we should be able to open completely back up. Uh, I, I think, you know, setting those dates is a little weird, but I, I understand that what he wants to do in this and that show people a way, that there is a way out of this. Mm. And certainly that, you know... From the moment they announced the vaccine passport would happen, they said it wouldn't stay forever. Right? And ah, so, I just rather uh, m- maybe a year instead of five months. That seems a bit months. vindictive. Like, it almost seems like you're just saying, ah, well, I did my part. I want to. I want to reap the benefits, and I don't want the others not, uh, you know, I to want, do it all. I, I I want people to uh, play a team game, and I, you know, what I I was a kind of a sensitive to anti-vax or sorry to vaccine hesitant for a while, but I even think that has moved on. Well, it's I think a lot of people fine. have waned on that, but I just, you know, I guess the the carrot that you get now is it. You know, if you're fully vaccinated, you can do whatever you want until the end of yeah, March. You, uh, don't, you don't have to wait for it. They do. Yeah. Well, I think they should have to wait a little longer. And honestly, in the conversations you and I have had in the last two years, I'm surprised that you're not more upset by this. Because come March, then, that means if you need your, um, I don't know, electrical work done in your house or a plumber to come in or a carpenter, are you going to be like, ah, mosey on in and let's dance, uh, even if you never got the vaccine? Right. Well, you gonna well, be fine in March with that? Uh, that's that's a personal decision, though, right? This is this is what works for. This is the government making that decision for every for a place that you go to, and if you're not fine with it, you don't have to go to it, right? But right? that's why I'm saying and if, and I'm surprised want, that you're so kind of like ah, let's all just get back to it. I'm not you've saying always I'm, been much more rigid about this than me. I'm not. I'm not saying. I. I. I again, I said I don't think it's a good idea, mm. right? I don't think it's a good idea to have these to, to set these goals. Or put this out there like that. I, I think, like you, that it detracts from those who were hesitant about getting it, saying, well, if I only got to wait another six months without mm-hmm. going to a, a Leaf game, fine. I didn't want to go anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they'll wait. I, I, you know, yes, I think it's a bad idea. But at some point, we've got to come to an end to this thing, right? Whether or not you can, you know, suggest that end six months ahead, I, I don't think so. Yeah. But at some point, you know, I, I, I'm just saying... With you saying, uh, with uh, you know, I, I think there should be a longer punishment for people who didn't get it. Uh, you know, at, at, at some point, this is going to be over. And if you got it or didn't get it, you know, you know, you'll be, I guess, on the right or wrong side of history. But in, in the end, we're going to have to move forward. As we make our way to Halloween, Teddy Reader for Holinda's Meats joins us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? Happy Halloween, and yes, sir. You, you going? You going out as a uh, sexy grill master this year, Ted? Wearing nothing, uh, I got wearing a, nothing I but got your a, apron. I got a special thong for that. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're gonna scare the neighborhood. That's it. Just oh, a thong and a my. spatula. Perfect. <laughs> Just some humans should not wear thongs. No, no, no. Right? If I, I wore put myself one, in that category, you'd have to go looking for the thong. If I wore one. <laughs> 
<laughs> little hidden uh, in the you folders. got a hungry bum. You got that right. That was my nickname in high school. Um, so with Halloween this uh, year, it's on a Sunday, which I'm not a huge fan of, only because I, you know, I kind of think it's the end of the week and blah blah blah. But the good thing about it is, the parents will have more time. To figure out dinner. That's always the panic right, yes. when Halloween is during the week. It's get some food and the kids and get them outside. With Sunday, we can take a little more time. So what could uh, what could parents uh, stir up for Halloween for dinner? Stir up? Yeah. Well, for the kids, make a hot dog, put it in a bun, mm. send them out the door to go shopping for all their candy, right? Perfect. Right. Neighborhood, yeah. neighborhood, neighborhood. Quick fix. And and go around, you know, but be safe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and But for, for the adults... How about a little bit of short rib of beef? Ooh. Yes, sir. Nice and thick short ribs. You want them to be cut maybe inch and a half to two inches thick. You could even go thicker if you'd like. Okay. All right, so head to the butcher. Get them to cut them for you. So you're going to season those up. And I'd put a little bit of salt, pepper, maybe a touch of uh, smoked paprika uh, to add a little bit of smokiness to them. And there's a couple of different ways you can do it. For me, I'd be doing it out on my smoker. <clears throat> set the temperature at 235 degrees and I would smoke those short ribs up to an internal temperature of about 170 degrees. When they hit that 170 degrees, I would wrap them. You can use aluminum foil. I prefer to use butcher paper and then back into the into the smoker, close the lid and continue that temperature up till you hit 203 degrees. Pull them out, let them rest and you're pretty much ready to rock and roll. That's it. Okay. Just okay. fall right off the bone. That kind of but sounds not everybody like... wants to go out in the cold and, and, and fire up their smoker and do it. So if you've got a slow cooker, it'll take about four hours, eight hours if you do it on low overnight. And if you've uh, got an Instapot, you can do this whole thing in about an hour. Wow. All right. It saves okay. that much time. It, it takes time. Uh, short ribs are, are, are tougher meat. And so, first off, season them, then sear them in a pan to caramelize the outside of the meat. Put them into your slow cooker. Saute off some onions, maybe some carrots, some celery, some mushrooms, whatever veg you like. If you wanted to throw in a little bit of uh, squash into that, you could do that as well. Adds that little festive orangeness for the Halloween day. Pour in a can of Guinness and a little bit of beef stock. Mm. Salt, pepper some fresh thyme, a little bit of oregano if you've got it. Put the lid on it and let it go. And it's going to cook slowly, slowly, slowly until that bone just slides right out of the meat. And then you're done. Let me ask you this, Ted, because if you're shopping for short ribs, and you know I've seen them in, uh, in at the at the butcher, I've seen them in the, in the grocery store, and I got to tell you, I have no idea what I'm looking for because uh, it's going to have some fat associated with it. So, what am I looking for uh, to, when I see a short rib to, to know it's a good one? Well, there's there's you know the Maui short ribs, the Hawaiian yes, short ribs, the, really the Korean ones. beef ribs, yeah, the mm, thin ones. Right, exactly. So you're looking for that, only much, much thicker. Okay. All right. And that'll be the easiest way. Some of the higher-end butchers will will break it down and, and do single bones, and it's a nice big two- to three-inch thick piece of meat on a long bone of the short rib. Yeah, almost French, right? Almost French. Okay. You can find that as well. And so there's there's different styles. Mostly you'll find the four-bone section, and it's nicely thick and cut, and it's easy to work with. Right. Okay, very good, Teddy. All right. Well, yeah. listen. If, you uh, know, it makes it for fun. Like, 
the, the as we get into the colder days, mm-hmm. you can you can smoke things for a little bit outside in your smoker, and then you can finish them in your Instapot or in your slow cooker. All right. Just nice and easy, right? You can combine the two. But just pull it out, have some fun, and play. And if, people, and if people are going to do it on their barbecue, is it like indirect heat, I guess, right? Same idea? It's indirect. Yeah. You, you, would, you would sear the meat first, and then, again, indirect, and then take it to 170, okay. wrap it, close the lid, and let her go. Beautiful, Teddy. If anybody wants to talk to the sexy griller for Halloween, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you'll find me in my sexy grilling thong <laughs> <laughs> at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. If you could see the entire universe, it would look like a light beige color. Okay. Maybe that's the uh, the pollution. Right. Perhaps. Is that the Milky Way? I don't know. How well, do they see it then? Somebody went up and looked. Like, they did, like from way out there? I guess so. And look back? I guess so. Like rear view mirror? Well, it's the entire universe, too. Right. I mean, not just Earth, I guess. Okay. I guess in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I mean, we were really trusting someone's... You know, yeah, yeah, just tell them it's beige. And it's a lot to look at. I mean, the universe is fairly vast. Pretty big. Yeah. The difference between Great Britain and the UK is that Great Britain is just England, Scotland, and Wales. Okay. The UK also includes Northern Ireland. All right. Ireland. Every Apple, iPhone, iPad, and Mac computer shows the time as 9.41 a.m. in the ads. Apple picked that time because it's approximately when Steve Jobs would make his biggest announcements during their presentations. Oh. 9.41 a.m. Is that like like how like every Visa card has the name like G. Raymond on it or something like that right. in, in ads? Yeah, I don't know. Who the heck that is? Who is G. Raymond? Yeah. Uh. Uh, despite playing around 2,300 live concerts over 30 years, there's a live recording of every Grateful Dead show except one. March 17th, 1970, it was a show in Buffalo. It was the best one. With the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> That's right. If you missed it, it ah, was the best. Oh, they talk I was there. About it. They talk about it. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe who came up with them that night. It's great. I, actually, you know what? I think because you're such a Dave Matthews fan, I think back in the day you would have been a deadhead. Yeah, I don't know because I never got into fish either, mm. which was kind of always kind of linked. Right, right. Along those lines. Although air traffic has been down during the pandemic, typically at any given moment, there are approximately 9,700 planes carrying 1.27 million people in the sky. Wow. Yeah. It it is amazing because you can look at, you know, websites that will show you all the air traffic that's going on. Yeah. And when you see how many planes are actually Mm -hmm. up there at any given moment, and you think back to something like 9-11 where they had to ground them all. Yeah. And then where the hell they put these flights and got them all down. It, it's absolutely unbelievable. You think your job is stressful. That air traffic controller has a couple of things to do. 1.27 million passengers at any given time, and I sit next to the stinkiest one. <laughs> Actually, there's this story of this woman. How rude and ignorant this is. So this woman gets on her flight, and she's got really long hair. Okay. So she flips it over the back of her seat. So the poor bugger sitting right behind her has oh. got nothing but a mass of hair. Covering his, his screen. Oh, yeah, or on top of his tray where he would eat. Mm. Somebody says what they would have done is they would have gently opened the tray table and closed it back <laughs> on her hair. <laughs> Might have been some chewing gum involved with that. Oh, yeah. How just so ignorant. I get no look. If you got long hair, you got to do something with it. But put it in a ponytail. Hey, why you know, don't you flip it over your chair. Just, just ignorant. Just ignorant. 
Kraft Mac and Cheese came out in the 1930s during the Great Depression, and it was an instant hit because it could serve a family of four for 19 cents. Wow. That makes sense. When did it become dinner? Or a side at dinner, right? Right. I I never, never, ever made it as a side. I always ate it as a lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that because was lunch we called dinner before, which was that supper? I can't remember which one. Well, no, but I mean, I'd come home during school, right, and have it for lunch. I know, but they call it craft dinner now, right. instead oh, of right, like craft right. mac and cheese. Right. It, was, it became KD, which craft dinner. So right? How, how did that become just the full meal? Well, I guess well, I guess what you need to eat for nineteen cents. That's all you're getting. That's it. What's the, for dinner? Craft again. The only English word that ends with the letters MT is dreamt. That's oh, it. yeah, really. The most common city name in the world is San Jose. There are 1,716 cities, towns, villages, cont- uh, counties, and regions named San Jose. San Antonio is second. Oh, okay. So around the world. And Michael Jordan still earns approximately $150 million a year wow. from his Nike endorsement, nearly five times more than any other NBA star. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the Nike branched off with their own Jordan line Yeah. just for him. You can understand it, but... He's still raking in cash. Yeah. That's unreal. I guess second to him would have been Tiger until the waitresses got involved. <laughs> Ruined everything. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.